first scripture comes from the, the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8, and then 19 through 28. Uh, so let's go there. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. Now, verses 19 through 28. And this is the record of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are thou that prophet? And he answered, No. Then said they unto him, Who art thou, that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? And he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him, saying unto him, Why baptize thou then, if thou be not the Christ, nor Elijah, neither that prophet? And John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there is one standeth among you whom you know not. He it is who is coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latched I am not worthy to unloose. Let me see where I'm at. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. The word of God for the children of God and all of God's children said, Amen. And see, this is prophesied uh, about John the Baptist. The one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way. Prepare the way of the Lord. This is prophesied in the book of Malachi, 400 years before the birth of Christ. And, so, and see, the Pharisees were asking, are you that prophet? Are you the Christ? And they were referring to Deuteronomy 18, where Moses said there's going to be one coming. And whoever don't listen to him, it'll be required of them of the Lord. And so they were kind of confused. They didn't really understand their scriptures. And there's a lot of that going on today in the world that we live in. A lot of people don't understand. A lot of, a lot of Pharisees and people don't really understand the Old Testament and what God was pointing to through the whole Old Testament. He was pointing to the birth of Jesus Christ. He was pointing to when the Messiah, when God would become flesh and deliver us from sin and darkness from that curse that came on the whole world in the garden when Adam and Eve ate the fruit, the forbidden fruit. That's what God was working on. Through the, all those thousands of years, He was preparing the way. He was preparing a people. He was preparing a way for Him to enter into this world that He created. It's amazing. And if you think about it, we have plenty of reasons to be happy and joyful in this season. And I know a lot of us have gone through some hard things. And I know personally, it's a struggle. But if we keep focus 
on God's plan of salvation and his, his plan for each one of us and His plan for this broken world. For God so loved the world. Not that God so hated the world and He was going to beat us down. No, God has a plan of salvation, of redemption, of life, of new beginnings. And the beginning was the Word. And the ending is the Word. And in between is the Word. God made flesh, Jesus Christ. And you know, as I studied the Bible these last 30 years of my life, I've learned something every time I open it. Every time I get into the Scriptures, God reveals something new to me that I missed. And you know, and, and that's the way it is. Sometimes we think, well, I've read that story. I've heard it a thousand times. But when you get in there and you start reading it and you get in there word for word and you see how it's arranged and how God said things, how the Holy Spirit arranged it, it's, you'll, you'll learn something every time. It'll add to that knowledge that God can only give. Because in human flesh and human minds, we can't understand God's plan. But since we have the gift of the Holy Spirit, He reveals Himself to us. Just like Jesus told Peter when He said, who, the world, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And, and Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but my Father in heaven did. The Holy Spirit revealed that to Peter. And see, we all can have that same experience and that same walk with God through the power of His Holy Spirit that Jesus paid for, for us to have this. So we can have the mind of Christ. So we can have that joy of the Lord. That the joy of the Lord that is our strength. That gives us our strength to carry on. To know better days are coming. Jesus is coming back. And so as we celebrate His birth, as we do every year, and we go over the same Scriptures, but that's a good thing. Because we need to keep going over. Keep reading it and keep reading. Keep feeding your spiritual inner man. Because this is spiritual food indeed, God's Word is. And this is what all God's children need. And Jesus was telling His disciples that before He ascended, He said, feed my sheep. He told Peter, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. And a lot of people think that's physical stuff, food and meat and bread. But this is the bread of heaven, Jesus Christ. But this is God's Word. This is how we feed our spiritual souls, our spirit. This is how we connect with God's Holy Spirit. It's getting into God's Word. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And what is Jesus called? His new name when He comes back. The Word of God. It's going to be written on His thigh. The Word of God. Jesus is that Word. This Word became flesh in Jesus Christ. And this is what we're celebrating. This is why we can have joy in the midst of the turbulations that we live in in this world. We look all around us. We see wars and rumors of wars. We see famines. We see storms. We see volcanoes. We see all this devastation going on in the world around us. And Jesus said these things were going to happen. And we could have peace in the midst of these storms. Knowing that these are pointing to the soon return of our King and our Messiah. And I believe that with all my heart. And I look forward to that day.
But until that day comes, we are still to occupy. We are still to be the hands and feet and the voice of God in this hurting world that we live in. And I know some people, they, they judge us and, and say, well, you know, you're, you're, you messed up. You're, you can't, how could God ever use somebody like that? But God's in the business of restoring of people's lives, restoring brokenness. That's what Jesus came to do. He came to restore that which is broken. In fact, let's go to Isaiah chapter 61. And here's, here's God's mission. And Jesus told us, and he told, he told the people back in his day. I'm going to read Isaiah 61, 1 through 4, and then 8 through 11. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified in them. And they shall build the old waste, they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. Now we'll go to verse 8 through 11. For I, the Lord, love judgment. I hate robbery for burnt offering, and I will, re I will direct their work in truth, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. And their seed shall be known among the Gentiles, and their offspring among the people. All that see them shall acknowledge them, that they are the seed which the Lord hath blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. For as the earth bringeth forth her bud, and as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Here's what Jesus came to do to set liberty, to give us that hope, that joy, to take away this heaviness that we have in this world. Because, you know, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, I, I focus on the things of this world, for, sometimes for happiness and joy in my life, and, and, and I forget that this world we're just passing through. This is not our home. Our home is, is with Jesus and God's kingdom. And when he's coming back and he's gonna set up his kingdom on this earth for a thousand years, just like the scriptures have said. But, but while we're waiting, we wait and trust and believe and we walk in faith to help other people, to come to that knowledge that none should perish. See, we all have work to do, but it's not really work. It, it's, it comes to you naturally because you got that spirit of God in you and, and that, that spirit in you will cause you to want to love the hurting world, will cause you to want, want to point people to life. And so they'll have that abundant life Jesus is talking about. But we do what God has called us to do and God knows the people that he's calling. We, we sow the seeds. 
We sow the seeds by our love for people, our kindness. Because some people, when they get, when they do something wrong, they're expecting to be beat down. But sometimes you got to say, you know what? We all make mistakes. We're all human. You know, I may not have done that exact things, but I have done some things that I needed help with too. And that God lifted me up out of the pits that I've dug for myself. And He gave me a hope and, and, and a future. And that future is soon to come for all of us. So this Christmas season, in the year 2023, as we prepare our hearts for Jesus' return, His soon return, let, let's, let's show that love this Christmas season. And it's not about the gifts we give, it's the love you give with those gifts. You know, and a lot of people just, just are struggling this time of year. And this year in particular, because you know, we've been through a lot of things our country has. The whole world has. The last three or four years have just been weird. We've had some weird things going on. But if we keep our focus on Jesus, keep our focus on the Messiah, as we're traveling through our world, as the storms of life are beating up on us, keep your focus on Jesus. Because that's where the true light comes from. But what does it say in, in John chapter 1? Let's, let's read this again, go over this. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth not. In him was the life, and the life was the light of all men. So in Jesus is the life, and that's the light that lights every man. You know, and, and when you think of that, you're thinking, well, not everybody has God. I mean, <laughs> I've met some people that, you know, Jesus might have uh, lit them, but they sure don't live like they've been lit by the Lord. What that's talking about is the life in all men. When God breathed breath into Adam, he breathed the life. Before that, Adam was just dirt. He had a body form and everything, but before God breathed life into him, he was nothing. And so that life is light to every person. Every person has that breath of God that brought them to life. But their spirits are either awake or asleep. And to be born again, you wake that spirit up. And that's what being born again is all about. To wake up. To call that spirit in your life that's broken and don't know God, that's asleep, to wake up, to be awake and alive in, in this year that we live in and in your whole life. And then you get this understanding. God starts revealing things to you like he did Peter. Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And so we have plenty to be thankful this Christmas season as we celebrate uh, the birth of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. Just like the prophet said, he was going to be born in Bethlehem. He was born in Bethlehem. And you know, the funny thing about it, I was thinking about this yesterday. I've been studying, I'll let you know, the last, well, actually the last 20 years, but the last week, I've really been diving in deep with prophecies about his first coming and when he's returning and, and, and the, the time in between. And there's, there's work to be done for the church. And that work is in our own families and the people that we come in contact with. This love that, that flows from us, even, even in our bad days. 
Sometimes I catch, I catch myself with a bad attitude. I don't know, have anybody ever done that? You wake up in the morning and you're just mad at the world. And it's like, God, I don't like this. This is not who, I don't want to be this. This is not who I am, you know. And so I have me a couple cups of coffee and, and I pray. But I, I got to stay away from people sometimes because they're going to, my selfishness will rub off on them. So I notice in times like that, that's when I really got to go seek the Lord. I really got to get into my prayer closet and like, Lord, I, I don't even like me right now. I don't like how I'm feeling. I, I hate this attitude, this bitterness. I don't know if anybody ever felt that way where you, you don't even like yourself. You can't hardly stand yourself to be around yourself. And you know, when you get that way, that's, that's when you got to hook up with Jesus right then and there. It's like, Lord, I know that you can do something different in my heart the way I feel. And so that's why it's very important for us to be connected with God all the time. Especially when you're struggling, when you're going through hard times, when it seems like the enemy's coming at you from every direction. Let that Word of God soak into your spirit and cry out to Him. Like a little baby cries out to their parent when they, when they cut their finger or burn themselves, you know. They, they were told not to do it. Don't do it, you'll get burned, but you do it anyways and you get burnt and you go crying to the one who told you not to do it. And they pick you up and love you and comfort you. That's how it is in our lives. Run to God, run to Jesus. Say, Lord, I blew it. But you, you know what? That is a good sign that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Because if you wasn't, you wouldn't care. But when you care, that's a good sign that God is working in your heart and your life. He's revealing things to you about yourself that He's working on. And see, God is that way. He don't condemn us. He lets us see it for ourselves. And, and then you say, hey, that's not who I want to be. I want to be more like Jesus. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's what Jesus said. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And we, we're in constant battles every day with this flesh. I, I am anyways. I'm speaking for myself. You know, and, and that's what I even ask God sometimes. I think you got the wrong guy preaching here, Lord, because uh, I've I got more problems than the, half the people in the congregation. You know? And God's like, hey, I can work with that called humility humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord be humble and, that, and I have no reason to boast and be proud because I'm a broken person but God wants to use your brokenness to bring him glory and if we can get that through our thick skulls then we're pliable in the master's hands he can work with us so he can give us that garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You know, that's what we all need. And then he says we're going to build, he's going to build the old waste desolations and, and repair the breaches, repair relationships, repair broken families. And that's what I pray for this Christmas season as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Maybe these broken families who've been arguing and fighting over stupid things can get together 
and forgive one another and move on, forgetting the past and moving forward. Forget what past hurts. Someone offended you. You know, I've noticed in my life, and sometimes I can get upset, and, and, and my words can cut to the bone if I'm not careful. And people do that out of anger, and then they regret it. I didn't really mean that. But at that time, I did because I was so mad. I was wanting to hurt people. But in reality, you don't mean that. And you break yourself when you break other people. When you hurt other people, you're hurting yourself. Jesus and the Holy Spirit has revealed that to me. Because sometimes, you know, when people don't want to agree with me with, with God's Word, you know, when I'm trying to point them to the truth and, and they're talking like I'm the idiot, you know, and you want to lash out at people like that. But God says don't. Love them. Love them in their ignorance. <laughs> And remember that we were that same person at one time in our lives. So that's what the reconciliation is all about. That's the business Jesus is in, to reconcile, reconciliation of families, of brokenness, of brothers who are fighting. And I know all about this. You know, I have a lot of brothers. And I know how that can go. But then you get heated up, you say some bad words, and then you, walk, you go you off your own way, and then there's... A division there and that some people let it go on for years and years and years and years and years and years Jesus wants us to reconciliation these brokennesses these brokenness in our families and I know sometimes it's hard it really is but that's when being humble comes in and that's when we got to overcome our pride it's like Lord help me to love like you love unconditionally when he was dying on the cross and they were mocking him and he was beat up his body was shredded you know it looked like a minced meat up there with a crown of thorns on his head blood running everywhere and he said father forgive them for they know not what they do I mean, could we do that? Could we actually do that when someone's beating you down and, and murdering you? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You know, it took me a long time to figure out, well, what, what, you, what are you talking about? They got the wrong spirit. And we are in a spiritual battle, spiritual warfare. That's what this life's all about. Good versus evil. But we also know that good always overcomes and always wins over evil. It always does. And we've seen that through Jesus Christ. When all the bad was put on Him. This baby that we're celebrating that was born in a manger 2000, over 2,000 years ago. But when He was hanging on the cross and all the people, all the ones that said they would follow Him, said He's the Messiah, and now they're saying, if you're the Son of God, come down off that cross. And as they're mocking Him and beating Him, and as they're hating on Him, He's reconciliating them to God, the Father. He had a plan behind all this. To bring man and God back together so God can put His Spirit in that man and change that broken heart, that hateful heart, that mean heart of stone, 
that does not get mad, get even. That's the way of the world. Payback. They did that to me, I'll do something worse back to them. And Jesus said, no. And see, some people think, say you've got to be weak to be a Christian. I think it's totally the opposite. You've got to be strong to be a Christian. God calls us as weak people, but then He strengthens us. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, and when you're going through hell on water, I mean in the world, and some of us have, and I'm going to use that word because it's a reality, you can still have that joy of the Lord. That's your strength to get you through this hell on earth that we're living, that we're walking through. When you see loved ones sick, dying, you can get mad at the world. You get mad at God. I've caught myself doing that. Getting mad at God and blaming God, but that is exactly what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to blame God when it's just the way the world, when he said, did God really say in the garden? Did God really say that if you eat this, you would die? He knows, you know, he tried to make God out to be a liar and a deceiver. When he's the liar and the deceiver and the murderer. And so God's had this plan to redeem mankind. And people think it's just for Christians. Well, you wasn't a Christian before you came to God. And, you know, and I see this a lot of people think that, well, you know, we're just going to hang out with these Christian brothers so we don't get polluted by the world. And I know the scriptures in the, Old, in the New Testament come out from among them. But how are we going to reach him if we, if we don't go in there? Jesus hung out with sinners. Jesus went to the lost. He went to the broken. He went to the outcast. He went to the whores. He went to the alcoholics. He went to the dopers. He went to all of them to bring them life and love and hope. And that's what this season's all about as we celebrate life and hope and joy and love and peace. We could have that joy of the Lord as we go out today and as we spend this week preparing for Christmas. Prepare your hearts for that love of God that that's God wants to shed abroad through your family. Through the ones that you've had bitterness and fighting with. If you have anybody like that, let God try to heal that relationship. Because that's what God's all about. Healing brokenness. So let's just give our broken selves to God and, and let, let the Holy Spirit do His work in our lives this Christmas season. Let there be peace in your homes this Christmas season. Not distraction, not bitterness, not hatred, but the joy of the Lord will be your strength and let the peace of God that surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus as you celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ this season. Let God, let go and let God, as it says out there on Susie's bench, that memorial bench out there, and you know, Susie wrote a song called Let Go and Let God, and she got the idea from Gary Parsons. And I have that song recorded, and someday I'll have to bring it here and let you guys hear it. And, and I've been thinking about that, some of our music that would go good with my messages, to bring the CD and, let you, and play that song, but I ain't there yet, guys. Okay, so God's still working on me there. I can't, I can't hear her voice yet. I'm not there. So, but I'm, I've been thinking about it, so... 
Let's pray. Holy Father, we thank you for this time of the year that we celebrate Jesus becoming flesh, the King of glory, stepping into the creation to save us. Lord, as, as we go out about our lives this week, help us let that joy of the Lord in our hearts spread out to the people around us, Lord. That no matter what we're going through, we know that you're in control, that you're on the throne, and that no weapon formed against us will prosper, and that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Let that be our attitude this week, Lord. Fill us, guide us, in Jesus' holy name, amen.